Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Whiskey Bikini. Mojo in the corridors of blood. Episode 7. The Flower of Flesh and Blood. Good evening, dear listener. And thank you for joining me for this most momentous of occasions. The final episode of Mojo in the Corridors of Blood. What a journey it has been, and what surprises and terrors yet lay in store. My pulse is racing, I tell you. Let us not dilly-dally, and please, join me in a drink, a large drink, and let us get right to the action. Jones, Bobby, Sherry, and of course, Mojo, are rushing down a hostile corridor, pushing Frank before them in a wheelchair, his plastered-up legs stuck out in front. All of them look scared and are casting glances around as if expecting attack and violence from any angle. Wait! What about Birlong? Uh, what about him? We can't just leave him here, can we? What about the other patients? Should we try and sell some sort of alarm? Jones turns to the wall and smashes a fire alarm. Is that good enough for you? Nearby, the cowardly security guard Beaumont is leaning on the wall, breathing heavily. People rush past him, down the corridor towards the reception, and Beaumont draws his nightstick and looks around warily. He clearly suspects a trap. He peers down the end of the corridor and sees some sinister-looking shadows. He starts to back off, oblivious to the fact that Sojo and the ghouls have appeared behind him. The evil bunch are keeping strangely still, waiting for the bumbling security guard to wander into their clutches. They're covered in gore, blood, and viscera, having made short work of the unfortunate fleeing patients. Poor Beaumont, he completely fails to spot them until he is standing right amongst them. With a sudden gasp of fear, he realizes that the ghouls surround him. He feels a tap on his leg and looks down to see the grinning soldier. The evil chimp doffs his fez hat at the doomed man, then leaps at him with a bloodthirsty screech. The ghouls follow Sojo's example, piling onto Bowman, tearing him limb from limb. In hospital reception, Bobby Hard and the sex crew wake up, and are understandably shocked to see Sojo and the ghouls milling around threateningly. Bobby Hard pulls himself to his feet and tries to rouse his fellows. Pete Screw and Thomas Van Manhood groan and ready themselves for action as best they can while Animal Spurt stretches and yawns and cracks his knuckles. Obviously, he is more than happy to enter the fray. Aware that the odds as they stand were clearly insurmountable, that escape was the best option, Bobby Hard dashes to the doors and tries to yank them open. Sojo shrieks malevolently and laughs at the sex crew leader in dismay as he finds the doors firmly locked. Bobby Hard nods to himself and turns around to face his foes, pointing a bloody finger at Sojo and staring him in the eye. Well then, you hairy little fuck. I'm guessing you and your band of cockless wonders didn't come here looking for dates, right? Sojo jumps up and down with a sick excitement and he bashes Bowman's nightstick against the chair. Not far away, Jones, Frank, Bobby, Sherry and Mojo reach the reception to find all hell broken loose and the sex crew in combat with Sojo and the ghouls while a handful of terrified patients rush here and there. Blood and screams fill the air and corpses look at the floor, entrails and intestines everywhere. 
The sex crew are taking a beating. Sojo himself slicing Thomas' face with a blade. The ghouls mirror each screen. Thomas Vinander and even Animal Spur. Jordan surveys the scene. Oh shit, Bobby. Knowing there's nothing to be done, Jones slips around to the door, only, like so many others before him, finds it locked. Giving up, he rushes back to the group, shaking his head. Oh, shit, there's no way out. Back the way we came, there's a barn on the west wing. As they turn tail and run, a couple of ghouls abandon the unmoving forms of the sex crew and attack them. Frank beats at them desperately with his crutches, while Jones throws a few clumsy kicks and punches. The ghouls fall by the wayside, but Sojo steams forward, waving the pistol and the nightstick, his white succedo now red with blood. Suddenly, behind our heroes in the corridor appear yet more ghouls blocking the way. Sojo howls with triumph and screeches to a halt. Slowly, silently, the ghouls start to advance. Sojo waves his pistol at Mojo, making his demands perfectly clear. Mojo cowers behind the wheelchair. Ah, go back to the circus, you wee freak. You're not getting mojo without coming through us first. Sojo advances, grinning and bobbing his head up and down. Frank pulls Jones down and whispers in his ear. There's only one way out of this. Push me at that little fucker. Are you kidding? He'll kill you. Got a better idea? You think I can take some mangy funky? Give me some credit. Jones looks around at the rest of their wretched group. Bobby and Sherry are in tears, holding on to each other for dear life. Mojo is putting a brave face on things, but is no match for the devil chimp Sojo and his ghouls. Frank tugs at Jones's arm, smiling grimly. Jones grips his friend's hands and prepares to push him into mortal danger. Frank? Jones, my friend. I'm just doing what I can. You take care of the others, okay? Okay? Jones gives Frank's hair one final fond ruffle, then pushes him with all his might into the fray. The suicidal move catches Sojo unawares, and the wheelchair crashes into the devil chair before he can think of it. Honouring their friend's righteous martyrdom, the friends turn tail and breathe through the doors and out into the corridor. Oh, we give those bastards indigestion, old pal! Jones grabs the nurses and pushes them down the corridor, Mojo already two steps ahead. The corridor is filled with carnage, blood on the walls, and the corpse of poor Beaumont on the floor. Bobby screams to see the security guard so horribly abused. They move on swiftly, aware that pursuit is mere seconds behind. Suddenly, at the end of the corridor, the large ghoul, slim, Jim, slayer of Quinton Doyle, jumps into view. He stands up to his full height and beats his chest like a gorilla, jumping up and down. Oh shit, King Kong, is there any way out? Sherry shakes her head and whimpers. Where the hell are the fire brigade? Or the police? Behind them, Sojo and his crew come into view. In a sadistic touch, Sojo has scalped Frank and is wearing his hair as a wig beneath the fez hat. Jones tries the handle on the nearest door and yanks it open. Come on, come on, come on, quick, in here. He pushes the nurses and Mojo into the room, slamming the door shut. As he does so, we see that this is in fact the office of one Dr. Valdemar, M.D. Valdemar's office is much the same as when we last saw it, untouched by the chaos, aside from a pool of blood in the middle of the floor. As soon as Jones slams the door, we can see the shadows of the ghoul as they try to claw their way through the glass window. 
Jones holds the door shut as best he can. But it's obvious he's fighting a doomed struggle. Quick, 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 put, put, come on, push that bootcase over here. Bobby and Sherry drag over a small bookcase to the door, spilling its contents over the floor. Jones rams it up against the door. Now come on, come on, try and move that desk. Come on, come on, hurry up, they're breaking through. As he says this, the glass shattered and several ghoul arms burst in, grabbing at Jones and swiping violently around. Mojo jumps up to help his pal, biting and thrashing the flailing limbs. The nurses just grab an end of the desk and try to move it without any success. Quick, Mojo, the desk! Mojo leaps up and down and tries to help with the desk, but as he does so, he accidentally hits the switch that opens the secret passage. With no time to question where they are going, Bobby and Sherry run into the beckoning darkness of the passageway. Mojo quickens their heels, screeching urgently for Jones to follow. Jones takes a deep breath and jumps away from the door. The second he does so, it bursts up and ghouls pouring. Sojo at the head. Jones barely makes it into the passageway before they are on him. He puts his back to the door, straining to push it shut as ghoul hands grab for his throat. The nurses and Mojo lend their weight and the door finally slams shut with a deafening bang, leaving our heroes momentarily safe, but in total darkness. We hear them stumbling around trying to find a way out. Get your hands off my ass, Jones! <laughs> That's not me! There's a slapping noise as Bobby strikes out at the groping hands, or paws. Mojo yelps. Mojo, you wee pervert! At last, as we always knew it would, our hero's search for an escape has led them back to the evil heart of the hospital. Valdemar is nowhere in sight, and his lab is eerily quiet. Where the hell are we? What is this place? This is a part of the hospital. Sherry bangs into the operating table on which Martin is still lying, his skull an empty, bloody mess. The poor girl takes one look at the body and screams. She backs off into the other table, spins round, and comes face to face with the brain in the jar. An evil laughter fills the room, echoing through the shadows, seeming to come from everywhere <laughs> at once. And so, as surely as the fly is drawn into the web of the spider, you have been drawn to the lair of Valdemar, master of all science. Dr. Valdemar, you are behind all of this? Even I alone! I have been the master of puppets, watching you dance helplessly to my supreme design. With this, Valdemar slowly reveals himself, turning around to face them on a chair in the shadows, holding a cheap karaoke microphone. But the ghouls! The patients! It's a massacre! You are doctor for God's sake! Valdemar puts down the microphone, gets up from his seat, and starts to pace the room like a hungry wolf. He waves away the nurse's comments with great disdain. He sees that Jones is in drag and pauses briefly before letting such a minor oddity slide. A doctor? Ha! What are such fools but mere ants crushed beneath the polished brogues of my all-conquering genius? He spots Mojo, and a horrible smile of triumph draws across his face. Ah, you have brought me back my chimp! How very accommodating of you. As a reward, I will be pleased to offer you a quick and relatively pain-free death. Mojo cowers behind Jones, looking very much afraid of the crazed doctor. What the hell do you want with Mojo, you depraved bastard? A genius like myself need not explain himself to the likes of you. Let us simply say that I have a 
great need for his body. I knew it. You're a pervert. Valdemar realizes what he has said and points at Jones with rage. How dare you, sir? I would not be so quick to cast stones were I the one dressed as you are. At least I'm not trying to pick up chimpanzees for sex. Valdemar slams his hands down on the table. His crazed anger is obviously flowing and he is one dangerous scientist. Very well. I require the body of Mojo, as you call it, for the purpose of my procedure. By transplanting the brain of your average Joe Simpleton into the body of a chimp, I can create the perfect assassin. Madness! Why, ye cut price fiend, why? Oh, I've been very well paid for my efforts, I can assure you of that. My hit chimps have been responsible for a series of high-profile political murders. Perhaps you have seen the results of my work on the news? Jones, Bobby and Sherry look at each other, blankly, shaking their heads. Well, well, no. Valdemar is racked by a surge of rage. Being mocked by these lowlifes is the final straw. It is of small consequence. Enough of this inane banter. I have only minutes left in which to complete the procedure, so will you kindly give me that damnable chimp? Or what? Where's your ghouls now? It dawns on the doctor that he's standing alone at number three to one, or four to one if you count Mojo. He takes a couple of steps back and raises his hands in a friendly manner. <laughs> come, come now, surely civilized people such as ourselves can come some sort of arrangement? Perhaps if I were to offer you financial compensation for your chimpanzee. He pulls a filthy wallet from his back pocket and waves a few bills at Jones. Shall we see ten? No, twenty pounds? Mojo chatters angrily, annoyed that the doctor is seeking to buy him so cheaply. Oh, for shame, Valdemar, for shame! Mojo just isn't some chimp, he's my best friend! Jones takes a step forward, rolling up the sleeves of his dress. It's time you took the beating you deserve. Valdemar looks worried and backs off, glancing around for a weapon. Suddenly, Sojo begins the room for the ventilation duct, shrieking with unholy rage. His tuxedo is covered with blood and he is a truly awful sight. He jumps to the side of the doctor and waves his pistol at Jones menacingly. <laughs> exactly as I foresaw. Did you fools not think I would have planned for every conceivable outcome? Everything that has occurred has done so according to my design. Sojo advances, prodding Jones back to the group. He sees Mojo and takes a couple of swipes at him. Bobby and Sherry appear to be especially terrified of the evil chimp. Please, allow me to introduce my partner in evil, Sojo. Strange though it may seem, he is a perfectly normal chimpanzee who has not been exposed to my procedure. I befriended him during my travels in the mysterious Orient, rescuing him from the all-star primate boxing league, of which he was the undisputed champion. Our arrangement has been most lucrative for both of us. Sojo takes care of the more unpleasant tasks thrown up by my work, while I give him the perfect opportunity to indulge his penchant for extreme sadism. <laughs> Sojo waves his gun around some more. And now, for the last time, hand over that monkey! Never! You'll have to kill me first. Oh, that can be arranged. Never fear. Sojo! Sojo grins and takes aim at Jones. You'll never get us all. You better hope he kills me or you're a dead man, Valdemar. An interesting point, and one well taken. Perhaps you were correct, my would-be thwarter. 
Perhaps it is time to show you another example of my indisputable genius. A little side project I've been working on. An experiment of such earth-chattering brilliance it will change the face of science forever. Fools, cower before my super creature! Voldemort fetches a remote control from the desk drawer and stabs at the button in triumph. A bloodthirsty roar fills the room, causing our heroes to shake with fear. Slowly, with thudding footsteps, the super creature emerges from the darkness. It is an eight-foot-tall werewolf, incredibly muscular, with six arms and disproportionately huge fangs. It is dressed only in blue wrestling togs and looks quite enraged. You see? This is my creation! My triumph! Valdemar gestures at the super-creature, and it obligingly performs a little turn for the onlookers, flexing its many, many muscles. The super-creature is the result of a lifetime of study in animal-human genetics, and of the possibilities inherent in combining the two. I have brought together the very best of several different species, along with a certain amount of <laughs> evolutionary flair of my own unique design. What now stands before you is a testament to my unflagging commitment to furthering the true course of humanity. A near-perfect life form, whose descendants may one day rule the world! Ay, madness! Super-creature, attack! Annihilate these morons! The super-creature roars and moves towards Jones and the nurses, forcing them to back off into a corner. Jones grabs a metal bar and takes a few swipes at the beast. Meanwhile, Sojo sees his chance, and he throws himself at Jojo, locking the two of them in deadly champion combat. The two wrestle on the ground for a minute, sending Sojo's pistol spinning away. The evil chimp springs back to his feet and puts his paws up, boxing style. Mojo does the same, and the two circle each other warily. The super creature is making good on Valdemar's orders, landing a few blows on poor Jones with two of its arms, and spiking at the nurses with the others. Suddenly, it lunges forward and grabs Bobby in two of its monstrous paws. Bobby is understandably terrified, shrieking to high heaven. Jones throws himself at the super creature, his metal bar raised high, but the monster simply swats him away, sending him crashing into one of the tables. The body of poor Martler slumps onto the floor. Jones gets groggily to his feet and looks around for another weapon. On the table, he spots the large jar with Martlow's brain still immersed in the pink goo. Jones grabs it and prepares to throw it. From across the room, Valdemar panics. No! No! Put that brain down! Ignoring the doctor, Jones smashes the jar over the head of the super creature. The pink goo oozes down over its face, blinding the beast. Swiping around wildly, it drops Bobby, who scurries back into the corner with Sherry. Meanwhile, the battle between Mojo and Sojo is still raging, with the two chimps trading vicious but precise blows. It looks like the evil chimp has the upper hand, or Paul. Valdemar dashes across the room and falls to his knees in despair before the fragments of the brain jar. This cannot be! Dodging under the arms of the super creature, Jones grabs the bone saw from the table. The beast hears the noise and spins around, swinging blindly at his assailant. Jones avoids the blows and plunges the saw into its chest, spraying blood across the room. The super creature lets loose a dreadful howl of pain and slowly sinks to his knees. Within seconds, the super creature is dead. Covered head to toe in blood and with his dress quite, quite ruined, 
Jones drops his weapon and turns to face the doctor. He points a dripping, crimson finger at the now desperate madman. Valdemar, it's time to pay. Valdemar leaps to his feet and backs off, his eyes wide with panic. The doctor is staring defeat in the face, but he still has one card left to play. Sojo, help me! From behind one of the tables, we see the dreaded red fez hat of Sojo slowly rising. Yes, yes! Sojo, dispatch this fool for me! Unfortunately for the doctor, it is in fact Mojo who rises from behind the table, wearing the red fez hat, a trophy claimed from his defeated rival. As Mojo leaps up onto the table, clapping happily, we see the badly beaten body of Sojo lying on the floor. Surely not! Valdemar catches sight of Jones, who is still advancing. The doctor knows that he has nothing left, and he starts to make for the door of his secret passage. Keep back! Keep back! I still have unimaginable powers at my disposal! Like what? You're finished, Valdemar. You've got nothing! Valdemar reaches the passage door. Suddenly, he spots Sojo's pistol lying on the floor, and he snatches it up. Aha! Nothing, you say! What about this good old-fashioned shooting iron? Now, surely, at least one of you will die! The insane doctor takes careful aim at Jones's head. Before he can fire, the passageway door bursts open, and a bunch of ghouls stand there. Still whooping and shrieking like chimps, they grab Valdemar and pull him into their midst. The doctor shrieks and shoots at them. The one ghoul falls, another pushes in and takes its place. The doctor is helpless as the unholy creatures fall upon him, beating and biting him as they drag him back down the passageway into the darkness. The doctor shrieks one last time before he disappears to his doom. Remember me! Remember my work! I will haunt your dreams! Jones slams shut the door and bolts it. Oh, quick, pull that table over here in case them things come back. Jones, Bobby and Sherry drag one of the tables to the door, barricading it securely. It appears that they are safe, for the moment at least. What? What do we do now? We've got to get out of here! Jones slumps into a chair at the end of his strength. Mojo hops up beside him, chattering happily, clearly proud of his victory over Sojo. Jones pats his dress, trying to find a joint. Pull us over here soon enough, eh? Let them clean up the mess. We're safe in here. He stops searching for a joint, finding nothing. Shit, I'm dry. Mojo wouldn't happen to have a smoke, would you? Mojo shakes his head sadly. The nurses sit down on the floor, still shaking after their ordeal. Unnoticed by any of them, the large TV screen bursts into life, the dark figure standing there. Valdemar! Where are you, my lord Lackbrain? The voice makes Jones and the nurses jump to their feet, facing the screen. Feeling bold after the conflicts, Jones addresses the dark figure. His reign of terror is at an end! His reign of terror? His reign? Did you really think that a mentally challenged fool would be capable of planning so Machiavellian a scheme? Now! Where is he? Dead! His own ghouls killed him! The dark figure slumped slightly, shaking his head. He doesn't seem all that surprised. Well, I can't say that I'm shocked. That's what I get for going with a cheap option. You never get away with this. Do you even care how many innocent people have died? Of course I'll get away with it, you silly girl. Don't you know who I am? With this, the dark figure stands up and walks out of the TV screen, a set of steps unfolding beneath his feet. 
Jones and the nurses jump back with shock. Mojo scurries away to hide under a table. The dark figure is wearing a long black trench coat and a battered black Federer hat. His skin is bright red, his eyes bright yellow, and a tail hangs from his back. The dark figure is none other than Satan himself. Do you know me now, mortal fools? The three look at each other blankly, shaking their heads. Satan is slightly deflated, shaking his head. Oh, what ignorant times. I'm Satan, you cretins. Out of all darkness, ruler of hell. With a display of anger, steam starts to rise from within the coat. Our heroes finally recognise who stands before them, and they tremble with fear. How dare you interfere with my plans? I will kill you, your families, and your families' families. You will all be dragged to hell. You will suffer for all eternity. Suddenly, Mojo leaps out from beneath the table, brandishing his trusty frying pan, which he seems to have found again. With a shriek of monkey anger, he leaps at Satan, whacking him square over the head, knocking him to the ground. The angry chimp presses Holman's advantage, landing blow after blow after blow on Satan. The evil one has been completely caught unawares and is helpless beneath Mojo's onslaught. He claws desperately the chimp, but it is clear that he is weakening fast. Ah! Beaten by a bloody monkey! The shame! The Prince of Darkness slumps to the ground for a final time, beaten and broken. Smoke starts to rise from his body, and with a puff of smoke, he disappears, leaving behind only the coat and the hat. Suddenly, a blazing light fills the room, accompanied by the gentle sound of harps. Mojo shrieks and jumps back to join his friends, who are all shielding their eyes at the brilliance of the light. It is clear that they are in the presence of something altogether holy. Well done, Mojo. I have wondered what he had been up to all day. Are you... are you God? I am indeed, my child, and I'm grateful to you all. Jones, Bobby and Sherry fall to their knees, while Mojo remains standing, still holding the frying pan and looking wary. Mojo, though you have not killed the Prince of Dallas, you have dealt him a heavy blow. How can I reward you? Mojo bangs the frying pan off the ground a couple of times, chattering insistently. Is that all? Truly, you are a king amongst your kind. There is an even more intense blaze of light, and the biggest, most fancy-looking joint of all time floats out. Mojo grabs it from the air. Neither like my little friend. Mojo nods, and the joint bursts into life. He takes a deep draw and passes it to Jones, and similarly takes a hit before bursting into a fit of coughing. <coughs> oh, man. Magic. Thanks, oh lord. Don't mention it. Say, Mojo. I have an idea. I just happen to have a vacancy for a patron seeing of chimps. How would you feel about taking it on? Mojo claps and jumps up and down, well happy with this honor. <laughs> Excellent. And now, my children, I must leave you. But keep up with the good work. And one day, you shall sit beside me in paradise. <laughs> The light starts to fade. Jones, Bobby, Sherry, and of course Mojo wave him goodbye. Bye, Bye God! Jones passes the joint back to Mojo, coughing a little. <coughs> <coughs> oh, no. oh, not, yeah. Nice guy. 
Let me guess. We just wait for the cops. Yeah, got it. Got it in one. Jones looks at Mojo and then around the lab. Mm, Mojo, Mojo, I'm thinking there's probably a whole lot of valuable stuff in this lab, eh? Things which aren't too likely to be missed if you if you get my drift. Mojo takes another drag from the joint and chatters his agreement. <laughs> the two friends sit up a little unsteadily and begin to root around Valdemar's desk as the nurses drift gradually into well-earned sleep. Jones puts his arm around Mojo's shoulder. Mojo, my friend, looks like everything's worked out for the best. <laughs> Mojo hoots his agreement, excitedly brandishing a half-empty book of two-for-one peach vouchers that Valdemar has inadvertently gifted them. A king's ransom indeed, and a reward well-deserved, I dare say. But let us take our leave now, dear listeners, and allow our good friends Mojo and Jones a little peace after their exertions as we come to the end of their adventures. Or, to the end of this particular adventure, I should say. Surely this cannot be the end for Sojo? And what of Bobby Hart? And of the Satan? <laughs> yes, yes. But that is a tale for another time. So please, treat yourself to a large, large drink. And await the seven sins of Sojo. Coming soon to the Whiskey Bikini Suspense Show. Whiskey bikini, whiskey bikini, whiskey bikini, whiskey bikini. Mojo in the corridors of blood.